Hello there. You're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. Hey, I'm Trisha. And I'm Kelly. And we're glad you're around the table today. I've got my bottled water. Y'all got some coffee, tea with you right there? Water. All right. Good enough. Good enough. We're set and ready to go. And today we're going to be discussing expectations again. But today we're going to take a little bit of a different turn. Last time we listened, we we talked about our um, expectations of God. If you hadn't listened to that podcast, go back and get it, because I think it'll give us a little bit of context on where we're headed today. Uh, Great discussion. I was very encouraged. Thank you, girls, for your wisdom and your insight into that. But today we're going to be talking about expectation of others. And I giggle only because... Boy, do we know how to set the bar high. <laughs> Amen. And then yeah. you look at 2020 and all the right. expectations that were lost. Yes. Rich Every talk. single day. I'm not sure. Um, uh, let's just dive right in. You know, I think uh, our tendency is to expect others um, to act like we expect them to. That can yes. be your kids, your spouse, your friends, your church. Uh, your, you know, your uh, boss, uh, every single avenue of relationship that you have, you have a certain expectations. And where does this come from, do you think? Uh, Self-centeredness, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we talked last episode about how uh, we like to put ourselves as the center of the universe. And so we start to see other people and expectations based on a, what we would do, B, what we would want, and forget mm. to think about the other person and their needs and their expectations and their desires. We think about it from our own perspective. We ain't even been wow. two minutes into this podcast. She already all over my toes. I was thinking she ate my lunch. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. That's you the are truth. not the center of the universe. I know it is. We say we believe that I'm true. I, I am the world's worst. I, we say that we believe that we, um, we want to high five. We want to put it on a poster and hang it in our office, you know, mm-hmm. that we're not the center of the universe and praise God for that, you know, but then we live like it, you know, and we do. Well, because, like, that's so funny. You're making me think even road rage, even yes. road rage is a function of that. I expected you to put on your blinker and you didn't, you didn't let me in. And I thought you were going to, that's just one little inkling of it, but you're exactly right. So let me tell you a story about road rage. I was, <laughs> I was late, of course, picking up my daughter from school and I got behind this one car and then, you know, like a farmer on a tractor with a cow in front of it, you know, everything that oh. happens when you're running late, you know, yes. and there was this one car that was driving real erratically. And I was like, what are you crazy? You know, and I followed them to a certain point and they ended up turning off into the hospital and God humbled me like in that moment. Oh, wow. Carol, you have no clue what that person is dealing with right now. So you need to pray for them. And number two, you need to back it up and you need to humble yourself. And that was a big God like mm, mm, mm," to me because we really don't know what people are going through or experiencing or or um, and, and, and we but we do place those expectations on others very quickly, very, especially the people we're close to in our lives. The more we are in relationship, I I think at least for me, the more I expect from them, expect them to meet my need, expect them to understand where I am, expect them to fill me up in some degree. Yeah. Yeah. We expect people to be God in our lives for us and do things for us. I think we've Kelly, talked about that on an earlier podcast. Yeah, her, her yeah, she's eating my dinner. Let's turn this off. No, that's good. That's good stuff, actually. That's real good stuff. 
we have a God-sized hole and we're looking to other people to fill that hole in our lives and they can't. So we put these unreal expectations on our spouses, especially on our family, on our parents, on our, our best children, friends, on our best friends that they cannot live up to. And we couldn't live up to those expectations if we place them on ourselves or if they placed them on us. Um, we, that's just not the way God made us. Yeah. 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 So what do we that's do so about true. That? there's a great that's a great question <laughs> I don't know I think I'm very quick to give myself grace I'm not as quick to give somebody else grace <laughs> and I think things like what you talked about like imagining that person pulling into the hospital after you were like frustrated with the way they were driving same is true with the important people in our lives so I come home I expect my husband to um maybe clean the kitchen because I'm tired. I had a big, long day. Well, he had a bad meeting and he was kind of, he had a hard conversation with a coworker. And so he's really struggling, but I didn't think about that. I just thought about, I had a hard day and I need you to clean the kitchen mm -hmm. for me or, or I need you to um, understand if I blow my top, things like that. But, but the same amount of grace that I give myself, I have to try to give to other people. And it takes, I, at least I found it takes me at least a second. Stop. Don't react. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just stop. Kind of like the Holy Spirit's like putting his hands <laughs> over my mouth. Don't do anything. Don't say anything. And just give it a second. And then sometimes I'll, I'll have that moment. Oh, well, maybe they had a hard day today too. Or I'm sure that, that what they've gone through is as difficult as what I've gone through. But I have to stop because my tendency is to react. Say do act. And I almost always regret it when I do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. go ahead, Kelly. One of the other things I think that um, I've heard people do, I don't do this very well myself, but that I've heard other people do is asking their spouse or their best friend or um, even their child or their parents, how can I serve you? what expectations do you have of me that I'm not living up to? What could I do better? It opens up a conversation to be able to then say, Hey, here's some expectations I have of you. And maybe not using that word expectations because that feels a little strong handed, but right. the here's how I would love for you to interact with me. Now that I've heard how you want to be interacted with, if we just start a conversation with those people that matter the most in our lives. Two words that you said, uh, I don't know if you said the second word, but I you think you alluded to it. The first one is serve. Mm. I think there's a sense of humility. Um, I was talking to my small group about how the gospel is upside down living. You know, mm. we're yes. kids. It turns everything on our culture upside down and everything in the world will tell you not to serve. And I don't mean not to serve. I mean, because there's all these sorts sort of humanitarian efforts to be, I'm not talking about that way, but, but I haven't seen it. That may, it may exist, but I haven't seen a, um, a secular outlet that says, find a way to humble yourself and bow down lower. Mm, yes. And yeah, that's really true. Scripture. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up, you know, um, so humility, I think, and servanthood and really examining that and seeing what, where you are in relationship with the people that are around you and are you humble and are you serving? And the second thing is time. 
I often don't switch gears very well from work to home life. And I expect the same productivity out of my kid at home that I do out of my teammates during my day. Because, I mean, I'll just tell you that we, <laughs> it, it's like herding cats at the radio station. A lot of <laughs> I mean, there are days that you're, you're like, did y'all get anything done? And, and we, we are very productive, but at the same time, it doesn't always make a lot of sense the way that we work because we have a ton of creatives on one side of the building and a ton of people who are, you know, um, more structured on the other side of the building and to see them come together is a beautiful thing because God orchestrated it and just it fits together like a puzzle. So it's really neat to watch. But at the same time, that productivity, I, I tend to, to roll over to my home. You know, Trish, you were talking about, I got home from work and I'd had a hard day and things have yesterday we we had a, a day where we just we had some video work we had to do and so we filmed and I was worn out like I was zapped after we got done and I wanted to be cranky you know and um it, I don't often do a good job shifting gears between those two but it was it was it, I mean and, and if you have teenagers um you know that every day is different you never know who's coming down the stairs um it can be the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Ah, that's so true. Be, I mean, it can be an angel. You just never know. It can be somewhere in between. So um, you have to be ready for those moments. But I've realized that I don't do a real good job of that. And I've almost taken my car time from traveling from the office to pick up line or traveling from, you know, wherever I have to go in between the time I pick up my kid, even if it's like I'm picking her up from cheerleading or whatever her activity is that day, dance. I often use that time to say, okay, I'm shifting gears. I'm taking off my work hat. I'm not at work anymore. I'm not a create. I mean, I'm still creative, but I, I, I'm taking off that hat. I'm not on a morning show or a podcast right now. I'm not looking for content to share on the air. I'm just going to be a mom. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to think about my kiddo. And I'm going to think about when I was 13, 14 years old. What were my basic needs? I wanted to be around my friends. I wanted somebody to tell me I was pretty, you know, and I wanted to know I was loved. That, I mean, you know, it just, if I think about when I was 13 or 14, those were the things that I struggled with. And so like today, right. Don't we all want those things today too? Right. Yes. And, you know, my 13 year old came up to me the other day and she was like, mom, can I have a hug? And I thought I was going to jump out of my skin. Oh. I grabbed that girl and, and I realized that maybe I hadn't been hugging her as much as I needed to, you know? And I was like, these opportunities are not going to come around. So we're just going to stand here and hug until she pulls away and I'm going to hug her until she pulls away. And then I might hang on tight and squeeze her just one more time, you know, but I haven't done a very good job of shifting gears in my roles in life. Just like if you were, you know, if we shift roles anywhere, we need to take that time to like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And I want to be present in this moment and I want to do it well. And I think you're hitting on something, which is you want to interact well with a different person mm. and everybody receives love differently. And yeah. Kelly, when you said, if you ask someone, how can I serve you? You're getting to know how they receive love. And a lot of times I expect everybody receives love the same way I receive love by, you know, a kind word. I, I, I'm what, what is that like encouraging words or whatever? That's all me, but not every, 
Yes, yes. But not everybody does that. And my expectation is um, that if I tell you a kind word, then you're getting all the love you need from me because that's what fills my cup, but it doesn't fill everybody's cup. And when we take a time to think about how they receive love and what they, what they really need, either by asking them or having asked them in the past or paying attention, then, then we, can, we can do those things that show love, that serve them um, differently. Each, each person does that differently. But if I'm expecting everybody to receive love the way I receive love, I'm, I'm kind of missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or to give love in that way. You know, I love that whole concept of the five love languages that Gary Chapman um, came up with. And somebody I was talking to the other day was saying something incredibly profound about the five love languages, that she was watching her husband and his relationship with the Lord. And it did not look like her relationship with the Lord, that Mm -hmm. she's a studier. She wants to, her love language is quality time. So all of the things, all the ways that she shows other people and God that she loves that loves them and loves him is through quality time. But her husband is a um, acts of service and a gift giving one. And so he's the, he doesn't sit and read his Bible. He's not spending quality time with God the way she does. He is doing things for other people and he is um and he's giving gifts on behalf of God to other people as his love language to God. And it hit me like a ton of bricks to say, oh, that's right. Not only do other people want to be loved and love in different ways, but they also love God in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so I shouldn't expect everybody's relationship with God to look the same as my relationship with God because I love differently than they do. Right. But that's what we do. We want a one, two, three. This is how you do it. And, and, and it doesn't work for everybody. And that's when we get frustrated. But let's go back because the, the resource that we're talking about, if you've never taken time to figure out, it's called Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. It, for me, it was, I think I read that book probably maybe 30 years ago. I mean, it's been a long time uh, since I read that book. I probably need to go and revisit it. There, there's a version for your kids. Uh, a spouse version and it identifies like five I think it's five areas the five love languages that yes. right um let's see if we can come up with them words of affirmation uh, acts of service gifts quality time, time and affection touch touch affection yeah um so um those are the five and I have found that if you listen long enough people will tell you um, what their love language is because it's the, the best thing about their day. We do this thing in, in our car on the way home from school. And I'll ask my daughter, like, what's your high and what's your low for today? And the other day she said, one of my teachers pulled me to the side and said, you've really impressed me the way you've worked this year. You've worked hard. And if you do this in high school, the sky's the limit. And if you want to be an orthodontist, you'll be the best, best orthodontist in the world. And you should have seen her face. I mean, it was like the sun she, and, and, and a teacher Um, although she's had some great teachers and encouraging teachers through the way, but this teacher took the time to pull her aside and really make a point because he, they had asked him, what do you want to be? And she was like, I think I really want to be an orthodontist. And he took time to say, if you apply yourself and if you work this hard, then, then you're going to do well. And those words of affirmation just were like fueling her, you know, it was like all she could do. She couldn't wait to tell me she was almost shaking. She was so excited. And so if you listen to people long enough, they'll tell you because those are the things they get excited about. So words of affirmation are her. 
you know, and, and um, I love that you, that we, we become good students of each other. And I think in becoming a good student of whoever you're in relationship with, whether it be a spouse or your kids or friends or whatever, that there is a humility to studying someone because you're investing time in saying, I want to know more about who you are and I want to give you what you need as your spouse, mom, friend, coworker. It's saying you're important to me. You're more important to me than I am, than my own importance in this moment. You know what? That was Jesus's idea. Yep. (laughs) That whole love one another, you know, I have loved you, that whole thing. He kind of meant that, you know, I just get, it tickles me sometimes because like, you know, science will come out or, you know, a new book will come out and I'll be like, it's true. So true. Science didn't invent that. Jesus did. Jesus invented it all. So, um, but I think the thing that we want to get back at here with expectations is, um, or the two takeaways that I have have gotten from from this conversation is one, humility. We need to learn how to serve one another. And two, take the time to become a student of whoever it is you're in relationship with and really find out how they receive love. Um, And it might be something as simple. I mean, some people are, are gifts and they, they will, I have a couple of friends who I can tell that they're, um, they love, they receive love with gifts because they give great gifts. Yeah. (laughs) And they're not always expensive gifts, but they're well thought out gifts. Yes. Like they're a coffee cup and a gift card and it's all wrapped nice and you feel like you've gotten a treat. I'm like, oh, that's a gift giver right there. They like to get gifts because, and it's not often the money about behind it, but it's just the, the presentation itself and the fact that they thought about you and all those things. So that's another one of those like hints and tips and tricks, but go get that book and read it because it will help you in your relationships. And it will help too in the setting of expectations and realizing that not everybody does everything the way that you do, and they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like that added part. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. I heard so uh, there was a meme on Facebook going around a couple of days ago. It's like, there are two ways to you know clean a kitchen or whatever. There are the way that you do it, and then the right way that I do it. You know, it's, and so we have that kind of attitude about we're hardwired for that. Right, we are called thin, and it's always struggle with pride. You know. <laughs> And uh, so that's always going to be a struggle. But I think those two things for me are going to be the things that I take away from this conversation and really want to pursue in my own relationships after today. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Humility is what I'm taking away. Humility. Upside down from the culture. If I just do it opposite than the way the culture will do it, I'm probably doing it right. (laughs) Probably honoring Jesus in the way I do it. But stopping humility and serving. I mean, that's great. And remember too, that God created us all differently. We were not all created exactly the same, the exact same mold. Mm -hmm. So the way you're going to love and the way I'm going to love are going to be totally different. And the way that that person in my life who I want to show love to and have expectations of is a different person than me. Good stuff, girls. Good stuff. Hope you've enjoyed this conversation about our expectation of others. Join us next time when we'll talk about our expectation of ourselves. That's going to be a tough one. I can already tell you. 
and uh, it's going to be good. So I hope you'll come back for it. If you didn't get to hear the one about expectations uh, and how we place those on God, go back and listen to that one because I think it'll encourage you as well. You're always welcome to get in touch. You can email us at girltalk at thelightfm.org. Join the Facebook page, Girlfriends of the Girl Talk podcast. Uh, Go on there and, and let's talk about it. We love hearing from you and we hope you have a great rest of your day today. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We're praying for you. Let us know how we can serve you. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk podcast.